0: Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the latest HR podcast on The Offensive Podcast. It's me, Chris Howard. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us. We are delighted that you are here, and I'm delighted. I've got a duet today. I often like to do trios, but I thought I'd get a duet today with one more person, just myself and a good colleague from an organization called SBC Solutions. Her name is Amanda Coulson. She's the CEO of SVC and founder of SBC Solutions. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, I'm very good. You are good. And uh, looking forward to as we, well, as this is released, it will be post Jubilee weekend, but we are about to enter a nice four day week. So hopefully you're going to do something nice with your four day weekend.
1: Yes, I'm going to I'm going to get some downtime and relax a little bit. But the plan is to spend time with my family and my nieces and nephews because they're very important to me and just generally relax, not rush around too much, but enjoy it. And I've noticed today, just today alone, I hadn't seen very much out there about the Jubilee, but just today it's all of a sudden I'm starting to see the flags go up and the you know you start get a sense of pride i think so it it
0: makes you feel good it does make you feel good it does doesn't it when you can get to that point in which as a community as a society people are invested and proud and something like i'm not particularly a royalist i don't look out for anything and i will admit that i didn't watch any of the last few royal weddings that we've had but when you have the nation coming together for one purpose and people smiling i think it helps that hopefully we're gonna get some nice weather again it's good isn't it? it makes people feel good It does. We need that. We do need that. And the sun's
1: coming out, the summer's coming, and hopefully the sun's coming out to stay. But we've all had quite a sort of hard time. So this is something to, it's just a feel-good thing. And I'm like yourself, I'm not a royalist, but you're very proud to be part of it. When this
0: happens, you actually sit back and think, actually, it's something to be proud of. So we've got four days off. Now, I'm going to ask you, the reason why we wanted to get you onto the podcast was to talk about the evolving or changing relationship between the hr function the hr team and recruitment businesses who often thousands of organizations across the uk and globally will be able to support with the hiring of talent i'm sure we'll get into a big talent discussion as to some of the challenges that are happening Mm. in the market at the moment but before we talk about that relationship you said four day weekend gonna spend some time relaxing as a business owner can you ever actually truly relax
1: (laughs) there's a trick to that (laughs) It's taken me, I've been in business now for 23 years and it's probably only been in the last sort of five years where I've learned the magic of trying to switch off. You never really completely switch off because it's your passion, it's what you love to do. So when we love to do something, it doesn't feel like work. It's also very healthy to take that time out and step back a little bit sometimes. So I have learned that in the last few years and yes, it's interesting. Do I still feel guilty when I'm having time off? Yeah, probably, if I'm honest. <laughs> but
0: mainly because I love what I do, so it's not a chore. That's brilliant. And what an awesome segue as well into you telling us, that before we go into the that dynamic between HR and, and the recruitment businesses, can you talk to us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you've done within your career, but then also uh, the business as well, the business that you set up?
1: I've been in recruitment now, oh, I think it's, it's over 30 years, and I worked for recruitment companies. And 23 years ago, I came up with this idea of, not just doing recruitment but also offering a holistic package to do with people, people management, so health and safety, their HR, their training and recruitment. So SVC Solutions has four arms to the business. So we have within in-house, we have recruitment professionals, we have CIPD, qualified HR people at different levels. We have health and safety chartered, health and safety people here, and we have accredited trainers. So for me, it's so exciting because it's like running four businesses in in one. So I started 23 years ago and it was just me initially. When I first started, it was recruitment's always been my passion but i very quickly noticed that there's got to be a good synergy between all those other areas so training hr health and safety because it's not just about providing staff and putting a bum on seat if you like and then walking away i mean that was very much how i was trained years gone by you know you just fill the job and then you move on to the next one with svc we build that long-term relationship with our clients and they use us for all four services. Sometimes they use us for just one or, you know, they've got their own HR division and team in-house, so they don't need us for that aspect. But some small to medium companies don't have the resources available to them day to day, so they outsource certain elements of it to us. So it is great what we do, you know, from finding people work to making sure they're safe, making sure they're legal, then training them to maybe one day... They move into management and leadership. It's a real journey and it's lovely. It doesn't come quite so smoothly as I've just said, <laughs> particularly in the last few years. But yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to sort of support businesses when they don't either have the resources or the time or the expertise to be able
0: to focus on it themselves. So yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Interesting that you're talking about that, and what you've just said, which really resonated with me. There was going through that journey of that yeah. individual, recognizing that an individual goes through a life cycle, don't they, when they're in when they're in work, and it's not just this kind of like truncated process of get recruitment agency, get job places person, then it's onto the back and gets passed on and on and on. Do you think, and that kind of leads us into our first question and the overarching question is, do you think that is something that you've seen is more commonplace amongst recruitment businesses, almost meshing themselves with HR functions of, we obviously work with very large organizations. Do you see more of that partnership approach? I wanted to ask you specifically pre and post pandemic has there been any change from your perspective
1: i i'd say a hundred percent yes i think before the pandemic hr was a function and it still is it but a function in its own right recruitment was a function in its own right but as time's moved on you know a lot of businesses are expecting their hr team to recruit people but recruitment in itself as you well know, it's a it's a profession. It's 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 its own skill set, if you like. And then recruitment people can cause issues for HR if they're not doing it properly. And what's happened for us certainly due, since the pandemic and and I think this is a long term thing as well, is they become sort of synchronised. So if you work together and put those two skill sets together, and they understand each other's role, actually, which is really important, because they're not working against each other. It's a bit like sales and marketing, they've always worked against each other, they've sort of had to join forces. And I think HR now, if you're in HR in a big organisation you're used to doing recruitment so the knowledge of having that HR knowledge in recruitment and our team do have that is so critical whether you're placing people in temporary hourly paid work or you're placing them in high level exec roles you know those clients need to feel safe and secure that the people that they're getting are the right people (laughs) and the person that you're placing feels that they're going into the right organisation
0: and it's all very upfront and Clear and and honest. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting? One of the things that we talk about at Lace is this idea of getting your employer value proposition right. So, getting Mm -hmm. the deal. What is the deal that you are offering? to your employees that will attract them first, but then retain them and keep them progressing through the organization. Do you feel that HR teams that you work with or businesses that you've heard of function, large businesses that you've worked with, do you think they work hard enough to articulate that and to embed themselves with their recruitment partners that they work with, so that recruitment partners can articulate that deal at right at that front point in which they're trying to attract people into their business?
1: I think some do, but I think it's a big thing that every business needs to be looking at now and make a priority because it's all interconnected and we're all struggling to recruit at the moment. The UK situation with lack of skill, lack of labour and everything, it's so important to look within. And the starting point for that is knowing your purpose knowing your why and the people that work for you understanding the purpose and the why so that they're bought into it. And we've when, when we stop and actually look at our business from up above and look down and we're not too close to it, you've actually... We've all actually got some rising stars in that business and it's I see it as an HR function to bring out the best in those people that we've currently got and to have those conversations because where you're sitting there thinking, oh, we might, we've might we got to recruit, we don't have the right people with the right skill set. Actually, sometimes we do. We've just got to invest in them and invest in the training. I've just written a course recently on leaders for the future. Even myself, I mean, I'm fairly small business, but I have... People within the company that have got so much enthusiasm and potential. But had I not taken the time to get to know that person and use HR function to help me look at retention and help me look at the purpose and the why, then that could have been ignored. We're losing good people, not intentionally, we don't mean to, but I think work with HR because that's where they're trained, that's where they're experts in helping you look at things like succession planning and staff retention and things like that and let the recruitment people do their what they're great at, which is attracting the right people to your business. It all sort of interconnects. So it's quite, it is a journey, what you said. It's, it's a journey and you keep following that journey. And I think to work together, HR are very policy driven. They're trained to do dot the I's, cross the T's. And you've been in recruitment. Recruitment people work at a very fast pace. They're two completely different sort of characters but put together in the right way can be fantastic. And we work really closely with our HR team within our business, within SVC, because they add so much value to the recruitment team
0: and vice versa. From that perspective, what would you say, if I was to ask you, pick one thing that you think a recruitment function or a talent attraction function can learn from the HR team and one thing that HR could learn from the recruitment team what do you think that would be okay i think the
1: recruitment teams which is vital is asking the first question is why is the customer the client recruiting not just assume that they want Member staff is to have that conversation about succession planning, about staff retention. You know, is it a growth thing? Is it because their retention of staff is really poor and they're losing people? Because it might be that something needs to be fixed internally before they recruit and bring more people in on board. So HR can add so much benefit there by showing and working with the recruitment people, understanding retention, employee well-being and, and the packages. Lots of companies at the moment are throwing big salaries out there to mm. attract talent. And that to me is not the answer. It really isn't because all we're creating is this environment of candidate driven, money focused people and we want passionate, driven people who want to succeed. Yes, pay them well, pay them what they're worth, but when you're paying over and above what they're worth, then you your expectation is huge on those people because they're putting themselves under massive pressure. So that's where HR can really help recruitment to understand that. And also what HR could learn is probably, <laughs> I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but it probably the speed because the way the marketplace is now, all this first interview, second interview, third interview, fourth interview, we're losing good people by delaying and procrastinating over people. And it's trusting the recruitment people to get it right. And they're not gonna put people in front of HR who aren't 90% sure that they can do the job. The 10% comes down to personality and something we can't all control. But those recruitment people are good at what they do, and they're experts in their field. So HR can relax a little bit, I suppose, and make more quicker, faster
0: decisions, especially in the current climate. So my question there is, I get the impression that time to hire, I'm thinking pre and post pandemic, would you say that time to hire has lengthened post pandemic because we're talking about bigger salaries, greater expectation? Is that a fair comment to make?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not conducive with the current marketplace. You know, what we're all seeing at the moment is a lot of counter offers. We're seeing a lot of candidates getting so so many choices of interview. For us, we need to be an employer of choice. We need to attract people through the right ways of having good employment well-being packages, having stability and the purpose and the why. Because candidates aren't all about money. They want security and they want to feel safe and that they're part of Of a bigger picture. So it's HR's function to work with recruitment and recruitment's function to work with HR to collectively
0: create that for any business, really. They both play a major part in that. Yeah, definitely. Do you think the perception from a recruiter point of view of the HR teams that you work with? large businesses, medium businesses, whatever it is, has that changed? Again, this is a pre-post-pandemic thing, because I'm quite interested to get your take, because if you think about it, like before we went on air and last time when we first chatted about running this podcast, we talked about some of the pressures that are existing in the market, pressures on wages, wage inflation. We talked about, you've just mentioned, Time to hire. So there's a lot of pressure points that seem to have built up. So, has the perception of the HR function from a recruiter's point of view changed? And do you think it's changed? From a HR point of view, I I appreciate that second one's a little bit more difficult for you to answer Mm -hmm. because you're not on that HR side, you're on the recruitment. I'd
1: like to see it change more, to be honest. I think HR, when you work within HR, you have to work extremely hard to get qualified and you give it your heart and soul and they have to go through a lot of training to get to where they are with recruitment and I don't know if I'm speaking out of hand, but there's a lot of people in recruitment who've just fallen into it and they it was one of my frustrations Chris to be honest and that was partly one of the reasons I set up SVC in the first place was because I was one of those people and it's very dangerous we're mucking about with people's lives here you know if you place someone in a job and it's full-time 80% of their life is at work, so. As a recruitment person, I feel we've got a responsibility to get it right. And HR understand because they've gone through all that training and getting their qualifications. Not all recruitment people have to. There's a lot out there that literally just fall into it and can set up and start their own business. So without that HR backup and function and knowledge, I find it a bit dangerous. I think it's getting better. I think it's definitely people are noticing it more because it has to change. The world changed. But
0: I think we've still got work to do. With that, so we're now, I'm now sort of starting to think forward post pandemic. And as we are talking now, we're into beginning of June, and there's lots of talk about last year, we had all the talk about the great resignation, people getting yeah. back into the offices or into their workplaces and having had a year, either being on furlough or being remote work, and they didn't want to move because of the worries. And all of a sudden, we've got a lot of people that are looking at a very hot candidate market. And I the government, I think it was the government, the ONS announced there's more jobs than there are people. I, I guess my question and bit that I wanted to talk about was from your perspective, and going macro here, how do you think the rest of this year is going to pan out from a recruitment point of view or from a talent mobility point of view? Do you see this kind of perfect storm of more jobs, more people continuing, more jobs than there are people for it, running out beyond into 2023, even beyond that? Do you think this is a long-term thing? Or do you think this is just a short-term pressure being brought out? By the pandemic No
1: I think it's A long term thing I think we're in For at least Two to three years Of this I've been through Like in 23 years Lots of recessions And so I've experienced Them but never Have I experienced One that we're in now And that announcement By the government There's more jobs Than there are people Absolutely That's what we're seeing I think recruitment's Gone through a massive Success period In the last few months Because they're filling Jobs at more Than they've ever done But the final will is running out and yeah there's certain industries like construction industry, engineering industry, where the young blood is not coming through the pipeline. And I think it is a big problem. And I think that is why I'm very passionate about businesses looking at their offering, being an employer of choice, but also looking at their training function and how they can offer training within to retain the people that they want to retain, to bring in the younger people, give them opportunities to train in a particular skill. And I think it's going to be really important and make that attractive. Furlough went on for too long, in my opinion. It was great and it it was very much needed in the beginning. But it's changed how we all think about working. I don't know if you've got it in your area, but certainly lots of areas. You go in restaurants, there's signs up, staff needed, and they're really struggling out there. So we as a country and as an HR function, as a recruitment function, we need to be thinking outside the box. And that's going to be critical, I think, going forward.
0: Yeah, I think there's one part that you've just obviously talked quite a lot about around making sure that your offering is compelling enough, making sure that your employer value proposition, the deal that I've talked about is compelling enough by giving people opportunity to training, making sure their package is interesting. And of course, salary is one part of that. What would your advice be to an organization? Let's just say an organization has a very compelling offering. They're very good at communicating it. They work really, really closely with you. So you're comfortable with being able to articulate to any candidates as well. But they still want more talent. They still need more talent. Is there any advice that you've got or any thoughts as to where organisations can get that talent that isn't coming through at the moment? Or is that the million-dollar question that still remains unanswered? It
1: it is a million-dollar question. There's lots of things you can do out there at the moment, and we're trying lots and lots of different things. But one of the things is really get a good relationship with your local colleges, schools. Offer them your time, because you're the expert. I tend to do that as much as I can, where I'll go into schools and talk to the young adults about what the world is like out there because it's not something I charge for. It's something I'm really passionate about because there are some great companies out there and some great opportunities, but they need to understand what the real World is like, and what's going on. So, I think as a business, get those relationships going, network with those sorts of people, talk to the schools, talk to the colleges, talk to people within your industry as well, and what they're doing and what their thoughts are. We all stay away from our competition because they're competition. Actually, we should be making friends and really working together in a synergy to learn off of each other
0: Um, i think that's a really good point i think that one is a really interesting point as well we run a couple of forums at lace where we get chief people officers together from different industries or different profession types just to talk and it's amazing once you get these people in a room together how they're sharing ideas they're saying actually well that's interesting and it's not about you're a competitor or whatever it is it's actually about let's get better at what we're doing. Let's share ideas. Let's start poaching off of people from a talent perspective and let's find alternate routes. Are there other talent pools that exist out there that we can all take advantage of? So that's a really, really fascinating point as well. I just wanted to just wrap up today with any other thoughts that you have that recruitment businesses and HR businesses can do to really improve their kind of relationship just from your perspective. For
1: me, it is that word, it's relationship. It's really get to know who you're working with and understand the candidate from their perspective, not just get someone's CV and have a 5-minute chat with them. Really get involved and get to understand relationships. And I've said it loads of times, you know, I'm a big believer in most of these companies, most of us have got a vision, we've got our mission and our values and it's bringing everyone into that. All your staff, all your employees, understanding they are part of this bigger picture because we all need to feel that. We all need to feel valued. Whether you are someone working on the shop floor on an hourly rate or you're someone working within HR or you're an operations director, it doesn't matter. We all need to feel part of the bigger picture. So invest your time and it will pay back dividends. I've gone through it this year and it was one of the best things i ever did is the morale has been boosted within the business the passion's there the drives there and it's so rewarding because you're giving something to yeah. some it's nice we all need this
0: don't we We all do we all do and i think that's a really really good point you talked about there to get everybody to buy in so they're all seen from the same hemisphere even if i have to say the recruitment partners that you're working with because if you've got a partnership with an organization where they're articulating the value of the deal that you offer then you're capturing that interest from the point in which somebody gets exposed to your brand not just the point in which they go for an interview so fascinating insights thank you so much for coming on today Amanda it's been really really good having you on I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, it's been great. You can listen to this podcast through all of the channels where you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud. You can access us via the Lace Partners website, which is lacepartners.co.uk forward slash podcast, Apple Podcasts as well. And we, if you want to follow us on LinkedIn, you can just uh, search for Lace Partners and you can find that as well. Amanda, where can people find you? Are you on LinkedIn? I'd imagine you're on LinkedIn and all of that. I am on
1: LinkedIn. Yeah. Websites SBC Solutions and you can contact me via that as well but yes I'm on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> Amanda Coulson you can search for her on LinkedIn. It's been great having you. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Listener, thank you very much for being part of this HR on the Offensive podcast and we will see you next time. Bye.